PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Episode 388 of Cinema Crespediso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the Crespediso studio on a Friday afternoon. We're recording slightly early, but you're still hearing it right on time, unless it's down the road, in which case, who cares? What is I, up, Drew Sikogburn? I mean, technically, it's still right on time whenever it is they're listening to it. You know what? That's so relative of you. That's correct. <laughs> if you're... What time are you listening to this now? Is it now? Well, then it's right on time, baby. We're here, we're on time, and we're doing it. It's 388. Drew, how are you? I am. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, let me see. Just make sure I got this going on. Mm-hmm. Here, excellent. Mm-hmm. Let me give you one of mm-hmm. these. Mm-hmm. That's what you get mm-hmm. for showing up. Mm-hmm. Again, we appreciate it, Drew. Uh, uh, it's hot out there, buddy. Oh, man. My brain my brain was cooking. I was trying to just do some walking around, but in the middle of the day, because that's the only time I had it. I mean, if, if you got rid of some of the hair on your head, it might lighten things nah, up. Nah, I need that. That's where I get my, derive my powers. I'm like, I'm like those. I keep telling you, you are not Samson. No. No, no, no. I Samson. mean, you think you are. Samson Jr. You, it's you like, think you're it's, Samson. It's, it's, like, not. it's like young, it's like young King Kong. It's like King Kong Jr. It's like young Frankenstein. Yeah, it's a shorter, fatter version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ineffectual. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's me. Yeah, yeah. That's in the in the movie, you should definitely be, be played by Jack Black. Jack Black. Like, uh, like, like if we had Samson and Samson Jr., it'd be yeah. The Rock and Jack Black. I'd be fine with Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. I'd see that movie. So, so, that sounds like a great movie. Start. Why don't we have that movie? How come we don't have Samson and Samson's little brother? <laughs> Start writing, Chris. Dwayne Johnson and, and Jack Black, who I, I mean, think they, are the same age. I mean, they... they, they oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, they've been two movies together, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a testament to what happens when you actually take care of your body. Yeah. When you actually think about it. Your body. Uh, but then again, at the end of the day, he's going to be like, maybe he gets like 90 years old, then he dies, and so what? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Who cares? Rupert Murdoch is still alive. Look at his gross-ass body. Is he still alive? I'm going to uh, go with yes. Steve Bannon is still alive. Look at him. He's disgusting. Yeah. He's just one. He's a walking gin blossom. He is so gross. <laughs> and he's still kicking. Still, mm-hmm. still alive. He can randomly dead. Anything can happen, guys. Um, we, since we're recording a little early, so I guess this weekend, if it was going to be a normal weekend, I'm going to be out of town, essentially, this weekend, disconnecting a bit, long overdue disconnect. Um, we would have, well, we'll review this next week, Drew, like, so watch this at some point, and then we'll this is a review for next week on Netflix coming out today as we record Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Which one? I know a couple well, of the five, came out. Yeah, The Five Bloods came out, I Definitely want to review okay. that one. Uh, so watch that at some yeah. point between now. And I mean, it was on it was, next it was, Sunday. It was on my list anyway. Excellent. There you go. And um, I, mean, I, he, I guess he, he called it a Spike Lee joint. So because he takes ownership of it. Yeah, it's like it's not like old boy where they took it away from saying. the edit. Like, <laughs> Fuck you! It's not. It's not a joint. It's just a movie. It's like it's a Spike, like Spike Lee film. Well, why am I watching like, this? Ugh. 
Oh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to see a Spike Lee film. I want to see a Spike Lee joint. Yes, no, at that point, it was purely for academic reasons. Like, well, I have to see the American remake of Old Boy. Yeah. Like, how do they fuck this up? Even Spike Lee, how do you? We saw. We saw, yeah. They did it. They did it. They fucked it up. Possible. <clears throat> it's possible. Even starring, it's uh, Thanos was hooking up with Scarlet Witch. We got all sexy there for a second, but yeah. they're like, oh, it's a nebulous situation. <laughs> Um. So, Drew, are we going to? I mean, it's getting pretty decent reviews. I think. Can you look on Rotten Tomatoes? King of Staten Island, which early buzz had a kind of a little warmish. It is Judd Apatow. I'm not a Pete Davidson fan, but not it is. Lie. But it is Judd Apatow. So it's his brand of heartfelt comedy. Uh, word is that this one is even less comedic. Seventy-six percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, that's okay. I think that's similar to a funny people reading. I mean, it's another one of these like loosely based on whoever's life. Pete so. Davidson, Davison or Davidson, Davison. There's uh, no D. Davison. D a v i s. Nope, Davidson. Davidson. This coke-eyed freak is. Uh, he wrote it. And it's loosely based on the, how a lot of people know. Apparently, his dad was a firefighter, died uh, in September 11th, related shenanigans. And never forget. And uh, so, in the story, he plays a guy whose dad died as a firefighter. Steve Buscemi plays a firefighter. He was a firefighter before he became a full time actor. So, that was actually kind of enjoyable for him on that level. Yeah. Um, I think it's the it's, it's Judd Apatow. It's like, you know, five and a half hours long or yeah, whatever. I'm sure. And. Uh, and apparently, from what I've read, the little bit that I've yeah, read... Yeah, two hours, 17 minutes. Yeah, ridiculous. <sighs> ridiculous. It's like funny people. But the little bit that I've read is that it is very much like... Maybe even calling it a comedy in any way would be too much. That It is, okay. it is so like Judd Apatow just wanted to make a character study film. And it's going to have some humor in it. Because it's Apatow, it's Davidson, uh, and all those people. But it's like his least trying to be funny movie... In a while. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, okay. but it's it's one of the, is it a VOD twenty dollar rental type of thing? Or, uh, where if yeah, we, if we split it says it, right now it says Prime Video twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. So if we watch it together, we we, we can split it ten bucks each. Yeah. Fuck yeah. no. Fuck no. So you don't even want to watch it. You don't even want to check it out. Not for ten dollars. No. This would. Th- this It'll would, be on. This would have been one of those. Oh, so glad I'm paying fifty cents for this movie type I, deals. I wonder is it an M? Yeah, for real. Oh my god, Regal. God, I want that back so bad. The, um, is it an Amazon Studios release? Then I'm sure it is. Because uh, then we're looking at if it's on VOD now. Appetite. It'll be available on a streaming service in about eventually. ninety days. Not even eventually in ninety days. Yeah. Uh. Maybe even less than that, actually. It could even be less, because 90 days is your window of from, from movie theaters to streaming services. Mm-hmm. Now it's already on the VOD. When will be... So, you know, I don't know. I'm no one rush to see it. The Five Bloods gotta see. Uh, and then there's also... I think it just came out on Disney Plus, the less well-reviewed. Can you look that up on Rotten Tomatoes? I'd like to know that score. The Artemis Fowl. Oh, yeah. That- Kenneth Branagh's... Artemis Fowl in Black. Every time I see the... Uh, the marketing? Yeah, the mar- marketing for that, I'm like, this looks like it looks M- terrible. Men in Black International. It looks Men in Black International, <laughs> Junior, uh, colon, Afterlife. Or, oh, uh, thir- oh 13%. 13%? See, now I want to see just because it's so poorly received. Yeah. But it's on Disney Plus, guys. And that's the reason. 13%, that's why it was supposed to come out... Uh, 
September 2019. Then it got pushed to April of this year. Then it got pushed to September. Then they're just like, fuck it. We'll just go straight, mm-hmm. straight VOD, straight yeah. Disney Plus. Um, well, the thing is, with a, with a movie like this, it doesn't matter how good everything is. Mm. If the kid is garbage, then the movie is garbage. Yeah, in the market, nothing about the kid. This kid like, looks like garbage. I can't wait to watch this kid for, yeah, that's what, yeah. for two hours. Yeah. Or, yeah, for real. Anyway, I am going to see it eventually. <laughs> because it's Disney Plus, and yeah. I'm already paying for it. Exactly. can only watch Mandalorian so many times. Um, okay, so, since we wanted to review something for the first half of the show, goodness gracious. I suggested something that I've been wanting to do for a minute, and that is go back and watch an older Safety Brothers movie. So that's what, exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. We rented from 2015, uh, not from the year. We didn't rent from the year 2015. The movie was made in the year 2015. We rented it on Amazon. Um, Heaven knows what. Correct. Uh, star. What's her name? Ariel. Ariel Holmes. Holmes, based on her book Mad Love in New York. Uh, and I meant to look this up today, just literally didn't have time. But if I can recall correctly, the Safties met her. She was in recovery at the time, maybe, or still struggling with it. But she, she's like, look, I got this. I'm writing this. I want to put it out. Um, and they said, like, well, make your feet, but you have to be clean during the production. At the very least, you know, if it's a 30-day mm-hmm. production, you got to be clean for those 30 days. And uh, apparently she was. She was clean for that 30 days. I have no idea what happened afterwards. Uh, but it is based on her time. Lucy in New York City as a heroin junkie living on the street. Living on the street, 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 street. Um, that's a Billy on the street street, but you can also go living on the street. But I did it. Um, she has a. The movie begins with her trying to get back in the good graces of her uh, shitty, uh, also junkie boyfriend, Elia. Shitty death metal boyfriend. Death metal boyfriend. Shitty death metal boyfriend. Uh, Ilya, played mm-hmm. by Caleb, a black-haired Caleb Landry Jones, who's the, like really the only person in this movie that I even was like a professional actor. Yeah, essentially. exactly. Yeah, because everyone else is like people that the Safety brothers know. Yeah, apparently the uh, the uh, the other junkie dude, Buddy Duress. Apparently he was in good time afterwards. He is the guy who has the. He's the one who tells him he accident accidentally breaks him out of the hospital. Thing. He's his brother. Yeah. And he's like, I just fucking woke up looking like this, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy's not an actor, but he does have like some sort of it. Like he's yeah, he be, wasn't bad. He, yeah, he, he was fine. He's fine. Yeah. I, I believed him in both movies mm-hmm. yeah. playing a dirtbag. Yeah. I mean, probably wasn't much of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the big heavy set dude apparently was Necro. Yes, he's the guy who at the end is like, yeah, we'll go get you the money. But he tells his friend, he's like, makes a hand cocking motion, like we're gonna get guns and come back and kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is fun to see, to go back and see those guys. It, it's like um, watching All the Real Girls, a, uh, a David Gordon Green movie from like 2006, 2005, with Paul Scheider, Zoe Deschanel, and then like Danny McBride is playing a guy called Bustass. Yeah. And you expect him to totally be a Kenny Powers type, but he's not. He's like a normal guy yeah. with a silly name. Well, yeah. But then it's Danny McBride mm-hmm. with like curly hair. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like, it's like it's seeing... It's it's like seeing Seth Rogen in Donnie Darko, yes, where he's playing like the heavy. He's a bully. Like what? He's like him. This other guy are bullies, like, and I believe him. Yeah, no, he's, he's like I, a big bully yeah. in this movie. Bullying Jake Gyllenhaal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wonder if he like texts Mary now and then. It's like I, I, I told you in that movie. Remember that, Jake? Now you're a huge star, but still, I'm Seth Rogen. Oh, was that my phone? That's the end of That's the episode. The oh. oh, can I pick up a bag of ice? Yes, mother. I. 
10. Wh- which vice are you going to pick up? Are you going to pick up some, uh, bag, some sex, some a bag drugs? Of, a bag of vice. Some rock and roll? Big old, a big old bag of Tito's for this weekend. Um... Just get on track. Heaven knows what. Junkies in love. Junkies in love. Very guerrilla style. It's just like shot on the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Very few interiors. It's a lot of... Yeah. Uh, it's all, all exterior all on the streets. On but, the streets and parks. But then again, that's... I I, I, th- I think that just has to do with the story they were telling. Absolutely, like yeah. They were telling a story about homeless people. The only inside shots we're getting are uh, random people's apartments and mm-hmm. the insides of dirty bathrooms where people are shooting up. Yes, or well, the one bathroom particularly was actually pretty clean. It was the Starbucks bathroom. Yes. Uh, that's the first bathroom used. And when that happened, I was like, that flashed me back to my first Starbucks job in Staten Island, where during like training, during the first few days, they told me... About the heroin junkies? Not the heroin <laughs> not heroin junkies, but I mean, I was I just turned 18, so I was a baby boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, because we were right down the school, right down the road from a high school, and they're like, you have to keep an eye on the bathroom. Uh, you can't let two people go into the bathroom at once because that means the drug deals are going down. You got to stop that. And I remember being like, I'm an 18 year old here to learn how to blend Frappuccino drinks. I'm not stopping drug I dealers. I ain't stopping no fucking drug dealers. Within two months, uh, I identified the drug dealers. Like, oh, you sell the weed? Okay, good. Yeah, no, this guy needs weed. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to stop nothing. You kidding me? <clears throat> I'm a child getting paid six fifty an hour. Um, so that I was like, yes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is. Accurate. And then you mentioned it. They, yeah. Uh, Bill told me stories. Apparently, there's a notorious McDonald's where heroin junkies just like to OD. So that's their that's their uh, McDonald's. Yeah. And, and apparently, I, I wonder if that was the same McDonald's they it, used. It could be. It's bad. <laughs> it's straight up. It's the city. Um, there's I listen to a lot of LA podcasts. I think it's a Doughboys podcast because they talk about food so much. It must have been the Doughboys. They were talking about Burger King and how they were reviewing Burger King. Or maybe a Burger King specific product. And one of them went to the Burger King somewhere in LA that's like the junkie Burger King. And he mentioned even going there at a time when the bathroom was, uh, there were cops there and there's someone in the bathroom, someone was OD. And he's like, oh, this is bad. Mm-hmm. This is a bad time to, yes. <laughs> yes. to come to this one. Um, So she's the lead. Mm-hmm. He He's in it, Caleb Landry Jones, but maybe like, he's maybe third or fourth. From the top in terms of screen time. Uh, screen time, yeah. Yeah. He's a b- big character, but he's not in it that much. Mm-hmm. It's more... But I think that's kind of the point of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's like, he's more like a specter in her life that yeah. influences it than actual an actual participant. Uh, so then it's fucked up to see her fuck herself up over drugs and over his dude, mm-hmm. who's a scumbag. So that's... It's a 90-minute movie? Yeah. It's 90 minutes. Hour 37. Hour, it's... Um, Hour and a half of this girl just fucking her life up. Yeah, I mean it's it it, it is just as uh, anxiety inducing as all the other Safety Brothers movies in a, in a weird different <laughs> way though because it's more like it because there's no Robert Pattinson and there's no Adam Sandler like if there's no Caleb Andrew Jones then it would almost feel like a documentary. Yeah, um, the uh, if it was more like dirty like oh this mm-hmm. this sucks shit's actually like this uh, uncut gems is more like. This is a crazy. They, they come up with a crazy story about a crazy dude. Ain't, this ain't real. Heaven knows what I was like. like this, this is real. Like this shit's real. This is real. Like if I didn't, it, hell, if I didn't know Caleb Andrew Jones's name and face, I'd have been like, 
Is that a real? I was about to say, like, are any of these people actors? Yeah, or like, are they all just junkies on the street? Like, did they just <laughs> agree to like be in their movie? Like, like did, did they pay them in heroin? Is that what's going on is here? Is that why this guy is so like unpredictable? Because he really is. Like, they're just filming him. We don't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> We're lucky he showed up to the shoot today. Uh, it does. It does have that feel to it. Another one of their movies that they did, which is on the Criterion Channel. DVD, uh, not DVD, um, their subscription service, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and which now has, like, there's a, a Criterion section of HBO Max. It could be on there. I haven't checked. Daddy Long Legs is a movie about a guy who's a single dad raising, like, three kids in Manhattan, and apparently he is terrible at it. And the whole movie, it's like, how are these kids not dead? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's another one. That's, that's, that's on the list eventually. Daddy Long Legs. Uh, and then they made a documentary... And they have a shit ton of short films and stuff. Josh Safdie is listed as having a bunch of short films. But they also have a documentary that came out a couple years ago called Kenny Cook. C-O-O-K-E. And it's about a guy who's a basketball uh, wonderkind in high school and I think maybe even college. I don't know if he maybe went straight to pros. And he got drafted first round, uh, like high expectations, and then his career never panned out. Mm. And he's always just, it's been mediocre since then. And they made a documentary about this guy about what if you're like, your life was supposed to be set up to be this great thing and it never came through. Mm. Uh, so that's another Safety Brothers we have to get on eventually. Um... But this one is very, yeah, very anxiety-inducing. Uh, I've never been uh, more anxious about a person trying to th- uh, thread a needle, <laughs> put yeah. a put a, through the eye hole of. Uh, <laughs> she's like her face is so slack, and it's just pushing it tighter and tighter. And the music's like doo doo doo. So it's got the same type of. So there's all the styles. Yeah, it's all there. The styles, the choices are the same, even though. Uh, it's a different composer and different music. It's the music's very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't check to see if they use the same camera people and cinematographers, but I mean, it looks, it looks and the same. feels yeah. the same. They they definitely have a uh, a point of view. Yes, uh, and it's observational. I think is maybe a way to describe it. I feel like what they do. It it struck me now more in this one. Probably because now it's our third Safety Brothers example. We're finally putting together something here. Uh, what they like to do, it seems, is they'll have a character... Like, imagine this in Uncut Gems. He walks into the, the diamond store, and the camera is, like, on the second level looking down at him. And it tracks him as he comes in, and even pushes in and gets closer. They like to shoot from kind of far away, but then zoom it in. Mm-hmm. So, like, say someone's across the street, you'll see them, like, kind of in a... It looks like a medium shot, but then cars pass by that completely fill up the frame. Because then you realize, oh, shit, there's, like, three lanes of cars between us and, and the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know technically what are they doing. I, I, long lens type stuff. It's, like, the type of lens that they're using affects the focal depth and all that. You know, Billy Dee's the one to, to, that can explain all that shit right now. Um... So, uh, it's very, very interesting to go back and see storytelling-wise, cinematography, music. Like, it really has been. They really have been coalescing in a way that is, now we're just adding money to it. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With these yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, the, think about it. While, while they're shooting this movie, they've already written several drafts of Uncut Gems. Yeah. Like, they've already been trying to make that movie mm-hmm. by the time this was in production, which is very funny. It just took him, you know, a while. Fucking long time. It took him a good time to to finally get Uncut Gems made. And now they're working on a 
HBO series where they work on? They're working on something exciting with A24. I think it's 824 HBO and Safety Brothers have all teamed up now to destroy our faces. I'm going to need a Xanax prescription <laughs> for that show. You need some sticks. I got sticks. <laughs> I'm going to need them. <laughs> Yo, that scene, the beginning, it's, it is kind of episodic, but I, I was hoping we'd get more of the big guy. He was like trying. Everyone is trying to sleep with this junkie girl. Yeah. Because when it comes to junkie girls, she is like the cream of the crop. <laughs> and it's only because of youth, but she's the cream of the crop mm-hmm. of junkie girls. And uh, so everyone's trying to sleep with her. This and this dude knows the way to her heart. He's like, I got booze. I got well, not really, because he offers everything except heroin. Heroin, yeah. Because that's not what he has. Nope. Big fat guy like that ain't doing nope. heroin. Uh, he offers everything else, and she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then uh, they find out where Mike is. Mike has heroin. Boom on that shit. Bye, fatty. Peace out, dude. And then when he's trying to tag along, and he's like, you ain't losing me. Like, you ain't losing me. And he keeps like rubbing his beard like, you ain't losing me. You ain't losing me. And like, we've been walking for 10 blocks. And he's just falling. Uh, yep. Dude, I felt that. I was like, this guy, this guy really needs to get his shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, you know, a vulture just sitting there circling. He is. But then, he, but then he's gone, though. Yeah. I expect him to come back and, and that's the episodic nature of it. Uh, I don't want to say the context or what happens or whatever, but there is a full body burn stunt in this. Yes, there is, and it was it was it was one of those safety whoa moments yeah. where it's like things are going, things are going. What the fuck? Yeah, and even, <laughs> even like as the fire is happening, it's like I'm like, yeah, nope. this this makes sense. I completely understand this. But then they go ahead and I'm like, you know, what? we're gonna take no, it to the next gonna, level. Yep, we're gonna show you whoa. <laughs> that final shot where it's like ah, like whoa. Uh, it's pretty very it's very very funny. And then um and then the movie overall, you know, there's a little bit of humor here and there, but it is a bummer. I mean yeah. Because it's about fucking junkies and it, it is about the, mm. the cycle. Yeah, of all of the, the, of the addiction the, the, the perpetuation how of it, it all works. Yeah. Yep, and uh you know, where you end up where you begin and it sucks. Um But it is it's a, it's crazy, it's absurd and it's wild. And then at the end it's just like in loving memory of and it's like one of the characters' names for the movie. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh like that happened? <laughs> what? Apparently. It's like this movie's shit. This is crazy. Uh I think I'll read the book. I'll check out the her map. Yeah, I mean I'm sure it's even crazier than the movie. Right? All the things that they couldn't it's got, yeah, figure it's out. Be. Uh the whole the details. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, I'm imagining a lot of short paragraphs because there's no way this girl all junked up was writing that much while she was Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, man, it was wild, good. Wild movie, yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Definitely enjoyed it. It's available for rent on all sorts of platforms for about four bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Redbox has it for three, but I think that's a standard def. Yeah, watch this and then Requiem for a Dream and then commit suicide. <laughs> hey, you. Ooh, or do a trilogy. No, do a trilogy and do it in chronological order. Uh, Panic at Needle Park is from seventy. And uh, it's Al Pacino. It's one of his very early films, and it's uh, a movie about uh, uh, there was like a park. It was like a little strip of grass between two streets in Manhattan, or one of the boroughs, and that's where junkies hung out at that time. And you would find needles everywhere, so that's why it was called Needle Park. And it was just about Al Pacino and his junkie girlfriend just hanging out trying to score. The movie is notable for not having a soundtrack. Uh, and then having a, a style very similar to this movie, so it, it feels like imagine this movie but without music, mm-hmm. then it would feel like then it would really feel like a documentary. So that's what they were going for. Panic Needle Park, 
70 so watch that watch Wrecking for a Dream take a shower watch heaven knows what and that's almost like a nice ah, after, yeah, after, after Wrecking yeah. like, ah, okay. <laughs> these are junkies I can understand <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then like you said after all the three movies uh, kill yourself mm-hmm and, and and if you don't, then congratulations, you survived. Congratulations! If you don't, <laughs> congratulations, you're ready for Akira. <laughs> now, if that after that, then go watch uh, Visitor Q. And then if you don't, oh, oh my god, that what's that one? What's the one that Bill said? The Beholden or something like that? Oof! It's on YouTube. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Um. Yes, heaven knows what. If you if you're into a good time and uncut gem stuff, and you're going worth going back and checking out. Uh. This uh, older, older safety cut. Um, all right, let's get into some uh, media diet stuff. It, is, it has been a short week, and we've been doing some recording and whatnot, so I haven't been able to really uh, uh, do much outside of uh, network things. I watched a couple, um, like the Corridor Crew. I caught up on the on the visual effects artist react, and uh, they did a stuntman react one. I enjoy when they do the stuntman stuff because they show like some cool Jackie Chan or Sammo Hung stuff and explain how they get all the all the cool fights going. They did do one of VFX of the opening of Terminator, uh, the last one, the one with opening of Terminator, the last yeah, whatever whatever that piece <laughs> of shit was called that had the uh, the CG aged Eddie for a long oh, yeah, Hamilton and, uh, and all that uh, yeah and, on the beach but uh, yeah in the in the hut and all that and uh, they were like surprisingly gentle with it I was shocked that they were like this looks pretty good and even I'm when I saw it the first time in the movie theater it didn't get me that much but then watching it again at home when like they were watching it when the furlong character when uh, he moved like when he turns around and he stops it's like whoa that looks like a video game character that looks like the last of us uh, part two cutscene or some shit. Uh, so I was surprised that they were like pretty gentle with it actually. But then they did go back and and they went over all the the dragon stuff from Rain Rain of Fire. Ooh. And that made me want to rewatch that Man, movie. Man, hang on, hang on. Rain of Fire was that Matthew McConaughey mm, and Christian, Christian Bale. Bale versus dragons? Yes. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yes, it's it's, it's Mad Max with dragons and uh, the stuff that they showed. Like I only saw it in theaters. So I remember liking it, but I don't. I never really rewatched it. Maybe I did rewatch it, but I can't really recall. I don't remember much from it. Like I remember them reenacting a Star Wars movie for mm-hmm. the kids in the cave and stuff, yeah. and mm-hmm. doing the "I am your father" reveal, and all the kids are like, oh, "It was a very cute moment." The um, showing the dragon flying around. This is like two thousand two, two thousand three. Like the dragon stuff looked great, and they showed how they did the fire effect. And there was this one scene where the dragon is uh, just sandblasting fire, just spraying, spraying fire, right? And the way they did it was they had a giant flamethrower on the end of a crane and then they built a like a half size <laughs> set like a, or a quarter scale set and then they flamed it for real mm-hmm. and then they imposed a, a CG dragon over it a dragon that still like looks really good but then when they they put the shape of the crane over the dragon you can see like the neck and the way it goes down like they, they painted the dragon directly over the crane it's very it's a very funny image uh Makes you want to rewatch it. And then I went on Just Watch and looked. Of course, it's not real. We're streaming. Nowhere. No. Nowhere, Drew. I posted this in a Facebook group. This is why I still keep my DVDs. Uh, I was trying to go through movies for us to do for the Patreon. And I started going through some uh, 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 DVDs that I have. 
Because I know if I have it on DVD, I can watch it on DVD and then you can stream it. And then if you can stream it, our listeners can stream it. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can watch along. People like to watch along. They didn't have fucking Legend of Drunken Master, which is a goddamn classic. They didn't have either John Woo movie, The Killer, or uh, Hard Boiled. And that made me so, so mad. And I was like, is this just racism? And I pulled it up, and of course, they got D.W. Griffiths, The Birth of a Nation. Oh. The movie about the KKK. Of course. Uh, uh, freeing the South, the South from the, the menace of the freed black men. Mm-hmm. It's available on multiple streams. <laughs> Well, Chris, it's the birth of a nation. It sucks. I understand historical context, but the killer has historical context as well, motherfuckers. It's Zhao Young Fat. Um, so that's my media diet for the week. Drew, what you got? Uh, I watched a bunch of shit. All right, let's hear it. Uh, I watched an awful movie called The Order from early 2000s. With uh, Heath Ledger. Yes. And Anthony Hopkins. It's no. A, no, that's another movie. But he's a priest. Um... Did I see this? Is Orlando Bloom in it? No. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Fucking Robocop is the Black Pope. Yes. <laughs> yes, I understand. I'm the Black Pope. <laughs> uh, man, maybe I didn't see this. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger, weird paranormal priest stuff. He becomes... Is that what it is? Paranormal priest? Yeah, paranormal priest stuff. He becomes a quote-unquote sin eater. It's... Wacky. <laughs> what do you mean a sin eater? Explain. <laughs> like, 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 like he absolved. Like, let's say you've been excommunicated from the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but you still believe in this, that, the other. Yeah. So he will come and he will eat your sins. Okay. And it keeps him alive longer than you're absolved. So he's basically got like he's hanging around with like the keys to heaven. He's just like he he can absolve anybody of their sins. Uh, so he he has supernatural uh, sort of do they do they like showed physically him like eating the sins? Is yeah, like it the, it almost like looks a, like an aura or something. Yeah, it almost looks like uh, imagine uh, like dragons, the, imagine like, like the, the weird Matrix spider things, but clear. Okay, weird. Yeah, CG. Oh yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no good. No. <laughs> Oh, just a man, so not so not terrible. Yeah, I'd give it like three eyes on the fine scale. Oh, so so watchable then. Yeah. And what you watch it on? Um, I'm pretty sure it was on Prime. Prime question if mark? I'm not mistaken. The order. The See, that's the thing. Now we just have to like we're stuck with whatever Heath Ledger movies we have, so Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't be picky choosy now. Nope. Well I had I hadn't seen this one, I you know, I I don't know, how many, Plenty of time. You can only watch a Knight's Tale so often, Drew. I understand. You have, yeah. to, you have to finally get into it. What, have you seen... Um, this one does have Orlando Bloom. Have you ever seen Ned Kelly? There are several Ned Kellys. This, it's not, one with Heath Ledger. Not that one, no. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's good. Uh, seeing Heath Ledger put a, a, a pot on his head and like fake armor and, mm-hmm. and attack a bunch of... It's, uh, it's, it's wild. There's one from the 70s, I think, with Mick Jagger. I never saw that one. And they're making a new one. Or they already made a new one now. There's a new Ned Kelly movie out yeah. there that's supposed to come out that's supposed to be a real fucking banger. Yeah, it's uh, it's the kid from 1917 and uh, fucking Gladiator. Yes. Uh, Russell Crowe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's out. Is it out? Yeah. Where? It went straight to VOD. Oh, so it can't be that good. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. I heard wrong. Twitter lied to me. What else we got? Uh, also watched a uh, two one hour uh, from PBS from 2018 called Neanderthal. Okay. Uh, it was basically all the information that we've gained about Neanderthals, and they recreated a uh, uh, a CG Neanderthal with Andy Serkis. 
Oh, fun. So. So I had a little bit of money into it. If mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's two one hour things. Yes. But there, there was like separate, like a mini series. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was, it was more like a two part special. And it's th- via PBS. That's yes. a PBS special. It's, it's, a P- it's a PBS special. I saw it on Prime. Yeah, it's all on PBS. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it was. Did you learn anything new? Uh, not really. I'm kind of up to date on that kind of stuff. I watch so much History Channel and Science Channel and things of that nature. Yeah. So after a while, yeah. they start repeating the same info. Well, no, exactly. I mean, you learn little stuff here and there, but for the most part, like it's. You know, it was yeah. stuff that I conjectured myself anyway. It's like how many times we got to see a simulation of a a, a gator bite. We get it. Yeah, it's exactly. strong. Yes. <laughs> how many melons we got to crush? Uh, also watched a bunch of uh, documentaries on Netflix. Okay. Uh, one of them called Our Godfather. It's the uh, the family of this guy Tommaso Buscetta. He was the guy who uh, ratted on the Sicilian mafia in Italy. Whoa, that's intense. Uh, you, so, you, but you don't turn on those guys without it's, expecting. It's, it's well, it's the surviving people of his family t- telling the story forty-five years later of all the people who died since. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. All the people who died, and because at this point in time, they're pretty sure everybody who would have cared is hopefully dead. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like the end of the Irishman. It's like who you're protecting? Yeah. They're all dead. Exactly. And then he's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know nothing. Speaks yeah. my lawyer. Speaks my dead lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> For info. That's fucking hysterical. So that was that was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, there was another one called "The Spy Who Fell to Earth." Ooh. It's uh, the life and death of Ashrad Marwan, an Egyptian billionaire and Israeli spy. So apparently, the Egyptians and the Israelis hate each other because you know Arabs and Jews. Sure. Uh, Tribalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is about some crazy fucking spy bullshit from like the 70s and 80s oh wow yeah it's pretty bonkers really yeah, yeah. recommended yeah, yeah yeah it is straight yeah it's nuts all right uh, also watch the netflix series the devil next door it's a series yes you watch the whole series it's a, it's a documentary series oh it's like rare series yeah the devil next door it's called uh, it's about this guy uh john demunek he was suspected of being ivan the terrible a nazi death camp guard and he was just he, he he was a guy that was living in Cleveland as an auto worker. Yeah, uh, came over in, from Poland after the war. Yeah, uh, he was stripped of his American citizenship. <laughs> he went on trial in Israel. Whoa, <laughs> was found guilty. Whoa, and then <coughs> and then after being found guilty, spent a couple years in prison, and then was found innocent. What? <laughs> so then he came back to America. Land, yeah, land of the free home with the accused. Oh, land of the free home, the Nazis. I mean, come on. I, I mean, Operation Paperclip is well known. They're, they're, so. they're everywhere though. North America, South America, mm-hmm. the Moon, the Mars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 wow. manage to seed mm-hmm. throughout. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So, how many episodes? It was like four or five. I, I didn't write it down. About an hour long. Yeah, hour long each. Did you just like watch it boom in one sitting or one day at least? Yeah, or was th- it over throughout a couple the course throughout the course of the day. Yeah, yeah came yeah. back to it. And, mm-hmm. and, the devil next door sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, it was also I, I, really I was good. basically picking up on like a bunch of '80s and '70s history of weird nonsense that I didn't know anything about. Yeah, it sounds like it, right? A lot of, uh, and then the, the also consequences of their yeah. mm-hmm. of these actions. Yeah, yeah, and then I watched uh, 
that new movie on Netflix, The Last Days of American Crime. Oh, man. Uh, with a rare 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Trusa Cogburn, can you uh, confirm or deny? I can confirm. <laughs> I can confirm that it is two hours and 30 minutes of straight garbage. With, How long? With a little bit of Charlto Copley. Well, Charlto Copley. When I saw that, I was like, damn it, Charlto. I need he, something he, good. He does close to nothing. Really? Yeah. Because he knew. It is It, it, it is. A, it, it's a jumbled mess of movies. I, I, I under, it was based on a comic book, I guess. Yes, and, I read that. And I understand where they were going with it all. And it's about, but if the, I recall from reading, it's about uh, they're, they're about to release some sort of signal that will make people committing crimes an impossibility. So people, are, these guys are like trying to do like one last yes. heist or something. Well, yeah, it stops you from committing crime. It stops you from doing anything that you know is wrong. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a police officer, then you can get an implant that overrides the signal so you can do what you want. Because you're a cop. Hashtag police brutality. <laughs> um, are they trying to be saying something smart about that, or they is it just... they they try? It was like that was like a throwaway line in the movie. So it tried to be very poignant on a lot of things, yeah. and failed on every single on every level. level. Uh, so it, it's a heist movie, essentially, kind of. So what? It's just uh, what is it boring, or is it is is it even bad enough for me to check out to get a kick out? No, of it? no. It's just no. It's just bleh. yeah. It is like imagine if the guys who made Extraction yes didn't know anything about like writing a story or like developing character or you know like plot and making mm-hmm. you care about stuff yeah. or anything. That's a lot of stuff to yeah. not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, but still make a movie. Yeah, but still made a movie with, with that amount of money. Oh my god! Because like it had all the action yeah. and all the production value yeah. and. All the everything. It even had the halfway decent actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not good. Bad. Bad movie. Hey, at least uh, Detroit got paid. Because it was definitely made in Detroit. It was made in Detroit? Okay, we'll pump a little bit of money into exactly. the Detroit economy. Well, that's good. And that was it. All right. Last is American Crime. Bad. Devil Next Door. Spite Felt Earth. Got Father. Good. Neanderthal. Yeah, Neanderthal. Good as well. Good. And, and the, the order, order was fine. Was fine. Was fine. Three eyes on the fine. Scale. Um, all right, there you go. Juice the guy. We're doing the work. Fine. Doing the work oh, this week for the media oh, diet segment. What we do in the shadows? Did you watch this week's episode? Did not have an opportunity uh, to. And th- don't they come out on Thursdays? Yeah, I did not have. Did not have a spare time. It, it's a Guillermo heavy episode. Excellent. Good. Advancing so, that vampire slayer yes. storyline. Mm-hmm. He has apparently a YouTube or a video series called "What We Do Before the Shadows," where he sits down like does mm-hmm. uh, Zoom sessions mm-hmm. with different actors from the show. And uh, also watch this week's Holy Moly because it's my new favorite show. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, it's a new favorite show. Uh, I'm a big fan of Rob Riggle. <laughs> Rob Riggle is really great. Rob Riggle fills that um, that like alpha male uh, comedy role that uh, he, he's, I always find it fascinating when a guy is like, oh, big tough guy. I'm always like to crack jokes. I'm a big tough guy who's also kind of an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll lean into the idiocy because I want to make you laugh. He's, yeah, he got over instead of bullying people, he decided to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's next marine, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the mentality. It's like why? <laughs> um, like this podcast is too. Uh, there's this one guy who he's like a, a co- he was a college football player. He's a personal trainer. Like he's all about you know he's like an alpha male, but then he's a really funny dude. Likes to crack jokes and yeah. and uh, all that shit. And, too. It, and it worked. And work, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the you know the straight guy weird guy routine that he's got going with Joe Tessitore is fantastic. Oh, yeah. 
Because yeah, because he's got the vo- Joe Testor has the voice. Yes. He is the voice of sports. He's, the, he's got a great <laughs> sports voice. He's the voice of sports. So like he's doing all the sports stuff, yeah. and then Riggle comes in and he's just a fucking idiot, and it's great. That's funny. That <laughs> makes me think of um, what's it was it Jason Bateman in no. Uh, Will Arnett in Semi Pro. Yeah, uh, he's one of the, the. Is that one that one where he's one of the commentators? I maybe just mixing my funny, like fake sports movie commentators. There's one where the guy. I think maybe it's dodgeball. The dude is sitting there. He's drinking whiskey and he's smoking a cigarette. And the coach straight man guy with him, he's like, can you put that cigarette out? And he's like, no, I like to smoke when I drink. <laughs> <laughs> and he's drinking and smoking during, yeah. during his job. I mean, some of my favorite commentators in any movies are actually, oddly enough, uh, uh, the ones from, uh, uh, God, why can't I think of the fuck? I can't think of their, their names. Can't think of the name of the movie right now. Uh, episode one, Phantom Menace. No, the, uh, no, uh, no, the, uh, no. It's the stupid Anna Kendrick singing movie. Pitch Perfect. Yes. Uh, the commentators on that one? Yes. Was it Elizabeth Banks, one it, of them? Yeah, Elizabeth Banks and whoever the dude is. He's fucking Canadian there. God, they're, oh. they, they both play the funny guy. It's, it's, there, there's no straight They're both funny. It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's John Michael Higgins. Yes. It's the dude yes. from like Best of no, Show yes. and stuff. Yes. And the only reason I know that name now, like, only reason I can pull that name is because he hosts a really cheesy uh, game show now mm. called America Says. Mm. And it, it's basically Family Feud. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it's with him. So. But, with, but with him. <laughs> so I'll watch it because, like. Because it's him. I love this dude. <laughs> I love this dude. I think, I think he's great. John Michael Higgins. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, even from the, the trailers, like, when they cut to him and Elizabeth Banks. Uh, They're by far the funniest part of the whole fucking movie. For sure. For sure. Uh, okay. You know what? Even even with me no, doing no media diet and no necessarily new movie, we're still right at the halfway point. We're at right around 45 minutes. We're going to take a break. I'm going to play a song. This song is called, uh, Drew, this song is called uh, Gobble Gobble. Parentheses. Wobble Wobble. Close parentheses. Okay, so is this like a party song for turkeys? Fuck yeah, party song for turkeys coming at you. So turn on your ovens at 350. Butter those carcasses. You gotta put the pads of butter under the skin. Yeah. And then we'll be right back with the second half of the show. Got a shit ton of stories.
wobble wobble gobble gobble did you eat them turkeys clean guys that's uh those are the lyrics to the song you have to insert them yourself though uh juice of cogburn chris crespo the internet uh is missing you where you been at fuck the internet oh shit internet take that the internet's garbage garbage internet you you suck with all your wealth of knowledge and your uh pockets of hatred <laughs> I mean, it's Chris, the internet, because it was created by humans, it is much like humans. There yes. are good parts, there are bad parts. Yes. And for the most part, it is garbage. For the most part, it sucks. Uh, just like humans, the uh, Reddit had to put out a. They're like reckoning now with their. <laughs> oh. Because they put out like oh. a Black Lives Matter thing, and people are like, yo, Reddit. Oh. You can't say BLM and then you have can, your, no, you can't no, have your you subreddits. Can't, nope, uh, uh-uh, you can't do that. You, you can't do that. No, who else got thing for that? Um, the NFL is going through it now, trying to be like, oh, we, we understand Colin Kaepernick now. Well, and then people are like, well, then kill him a job. I was about to say <laughs> that. Then Act One, Scene One. Yeah, hire him. Hire him. <laughs> he still doesn't have a job. There's room that there's teams, but they're fine. Someone's gonna, someone's fine. Gonna, Teams, he, four he, years though. Dude, it's been he four should, years. Seriously, like he's crazy. He should be like the quote unquote cultural liaison for the entire NFL. Yeah, yeah. They should. <laughs> they should pay him starting QB prices. Just be like their yes, their face of yes. racism. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> Anti-racism yes. efforts. Um. Ooh, breaking news! And thanks to to Eric for posting this to the Facebook group. I'll just click on this real quick and and I'll put this out there. David Fincher's movie Mank. So it's a Netflix movie that he's been making for a while, mm-hmm. coming out in October. Sweet, uh, and it's this movie about uh, what's this guy's name? Frank McAvich? No, Herman McAvich, being played by Gary Oldman. He wrote the script for Orson Welles's uh, Citizen Kane, and uh, McAvich is an old school Hollywood dude. We talked about this before when we go like on. Uh, Turner classic movies that do with the glasses mm-hmm. who just like yep. introduces movies mm-hmm. and talks for 10 minutes yeah. like I'm some like, sort of who the authority. fuck are you who the fuck are you he's this guy's grandson okay yeah yeah so he's like three generations Hollywood but he's just like a dude <laughs> Man, he's just some guy with glasses who tells me about yeah. movies well that guy's <laughs> grandfather is gonna be played by Gary Oldman in a David Fincher movie coming out in uh, just a few months Oldman Fincher I'm in yeah yeah uh, and, it's coming, I mean, and it's coming to Netflix in October, but it was always a Netflix movie. Um, I'm still waiting on Love, Death, and Robots Volume 2. Uh, they're working on that. I know they are. Yeah, that's happening. I still haven't seen parts of it. I have not sat down. It's like, I should need to just sound. It's totally worth it watching the whole watch. thing. I know. I know it is. Because every time I've seen little bits of it or little shorts or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. yeah. Totally <laughs> worth watching. This is so cool. And it makes sense Fincher would do it. Because for years, he's been trying to make a, a heavy metal movie. Um, and this is his way of doing that of sorts. It's like, fuck it, I'll just do this version. Uh, the reason I was in the Facebook group, oh, Drew's on the internet, fuck the internet. Uh, oh yeah, Reddit. Oh yeah, the other thing I wanted to bring up, I got an email from uh, the Nextdoor app, mm-hmm. and they were just like specifically like, yo guys, stop being racist. <laughs> yo users, this is for everyone. And we've had our... Oh, us- my, oh my God, there is a black guy walking on a sidewalk. Yes, it's like... He's your next door neighbor. So, like, <laughs> all these uh, all these companies now weighing in. It's crazy. I, I what uh, Several years ago, I bought socks for my mom with uh, her dog's face on them mm-hmm. from a company called Pup Socks. Mm-hmm. I've been getting emails from them nonstop for years since that one single purchase for, yeah. like, Instagram. You, you can unsubscribe from those emails. I'm sure I could. Uh, I just delete them. The but then I get there like 
I get their COVID-19, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. I get their Black Lives Matter email. Like, mm-hmm. Pop socks. You know, Apparently, they're socially conscious, Chris. You don't got to weigh in, Pop socks. You can be socially conscious and not send me an email. Uh, is that virtue signaling? Question mark. Yes. We have virtue. Okay, cool. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Virtue's fine. Uh, I think John Adams said virtue is what this nation has to be built on. So... Uh, maybe we should signal. Isn't that what the whole house on a hill, light on a hill type of thing? The Reagan morning in America. Weren't the Republicans all about virtue signaling before? I mean, about America. I mean, yeah, but that's... Then, but then some right wing jerk comes up with the term virtue signaling as a derogative, and now they're all like, "Boo, it's a bad thing to tell people to be good." Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I'm confused by the word Drew. Yes. No. Reddit says Black Lives Matter. Maybe. Mitt Romney was marching with protesters. What? <laughs> <laughs> the simulation is broken. It is. It's breaking down around us. Um, I'm just, I was getting sick apart. of this. I'm just getting sick of this simulation anyway. You know what? I could use a new one. Uh, consoles get rebooted every few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this M- game is at the end M- of its life. M- maybe we're finally getting the red ring, and we just got to go back to Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, we're going. <laughs> we're going back to our Valhalla, which is just Microsoft uh, tech support. Yep. And then eventually the uh, the vault, the data vault. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, maybe it'll be like that in Westworld, where they have all the little balls in the room, and everyone's just in their little, just like, upload, running, going through their loops. As long as you can upload me to the cloud. What if this is like the twelfth time we've recorded episode three eighty eight of Cinema Crespediso? Well, and that then, was like the twelfth time we saw Heaven Knows What for the first time. Well, then we fucked up eleven times, Chris. <laughs> oh, it's a fuck up. <laughs> so it's on us to to the Neo style fix this. Apparently, I to mean, break the cycle. I mean, yeah. I, I, I believe the uh, the, the Buddhists call it Nirvana. Kurt Cobain called it Nirvana. The Buddhists called it Golden the Child. The Hindus? I don't know. One of those Eastern religions. Uh, shiny and Chrome. So, anyway. Witness me, Chris. Internet sucks. Witness Drew. On Instagram at Interior 419 he took all his pictures down. All gone. They're all gone. <laughs> says, he says he has yet to post. That's a lie. <laughs> he posted for years. All gone. There's some good stuff on there. No, there was not. Yes, there was. There was like Chris Producer related stuff. There was like artwork you've done. There was stuff that I liked. All gone. All gone. And trust me, it ain't backed up nowhere. Nope. It's gone. It's officially gone. Um, He is on Twitter. No, he's not. At Drew Chicago. We're follow that me. account. It's, I mean, it, follow that account, but it's not me. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's get that account more followers. Uh, whoever's doing it is working hard at it. Cinema Crespo on Instagram, Cinema Crespo on Facebook, Crespo on Twitter. I am Chris Crespo on Twitter. You can friend me on Facebook, but I'll be honest. If you're like a, if you're a white dude, and you send me a friend request, I got, I got a long list of white dudes on pending. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to put up any of your shit right now. You probably don't. I probably don't. So you probably don't. And then also. Even if I do friend you, chances are then I will uh, unfollow. Unfollow because I've been, immediately I've been going through my timeline. Uh, like for example, I have a pulled up here. I'm, I'm scrolling. There. Oh, this person. I don't want. I don't give a shit about this person. Mm-hmm. And unfollow. There we go. Uh, I don't have to see. And you know what? My t- my timeline now. If I scroll through, it's like Orlando Sentinel, Orlando Sentinel, New York Times, Triple Five Salt. Add add. It's it's a bunch of fa- bunch of groups. I'm fine with the groups. The groups are cool. But I'm muting all you motherfuckers because, uh, God, internet is tiring. Yeah. 
It's so tiring. But Facebook group. And in the Facebook group, you can join us. It's a pretty chill group. No one fights. We're all cool with each other. Uh, and I don't even have to, like, regulate it or anything. People are just seem to be cool. Drew can't really attest to that because he's been out of it for a while. He, he, every once in a while. Every once in a while. He'll, he'll check in real quick when he's taking a shit, I guess. But <laughs> Is it when you're shitting? Do you do it when you're shitting, Drew? No. Okay. Oh, just smoking. When you're smoking cigarettes? Yes. All right. Just as disgusting. <laughs> when you're shitting in your lungs. I put up on a Facebook group poll. Theaters are reopening by July. When will you go back to the movies? And I put up some selections and other people added to the poll. And I did a similar one on Twitter. So, Drew. So, Chris. Uh, the options that I put up were when we go back to the movies. I put up when I get my COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, never. I'll just stay home and be three to six months behind movies forever. Tenant opening weekend. That's July 17th. And Mulan opening weekend. That's July 24. Which of those four would you choose? Uh, none of them. What was your, What would be your answer then? As soon as there's something worth watching. Whoa, okay. Uh, so Jeff Burton added when they have a decent movie out. So I guess he's assuming when something comes out before. I mean, if something, comes out, before if something comes out before Tenet, I will totally go see it. But if not, then it's Tenet. Then it's going to be Tenet. So when they have a decent movie out, got two votes. Tenet opening weekend. Two votes. It's kind of low. I was surprised. I thought there'd be more people like, oh, I got to see this movie. For me, I'm like, can we can we grind this thing up so I can snort it? Is there a way to melt it down so I can inject it into my veins? I How mean, can I get this movie inside me as hard and as quick as possible? Can we form it into some sort of dildo and yes. fuck me with it? Yes, we I can. I mean, come on. We, I need this movie in me now. <laughs> we, we can do that, Chris. I need this movie in me. Um, God, oh, please, don't, please be good. <laughs> please be good. We need it. We need a good movie more than ever. Christopher Nolan. So here are your results. Um, the number one vote getting option, and this surprised me, come from behind, but it happened. Added by Brian as soon as they reopen. 14 okay. votes. Well, there we go. That so was that was pe- not in the lead for a while. People are ready. People are surprisingly whether, ready. Whether there's a good movie to watch or not, they will be there. Yes. Uh, in our group, 14 votes for that. What was in the lead... For the most part. Now, only one vote behind, so practically tied. Uh, uh, one to, This was added by Travis. One to two months after they open to make sure they are safe. So that's uh, August, September mm-hmm. is what you were looking at here. And that got 13 votes. So 14 for ASAP, 13 for I'm going to give it a couple months. And I think those are reasonable responses. Five votes for when I get my COVID nineteen vaccine. Oh, okay. So might be a while. Those those people are taking the Spike Lee route mm-hmm. of like if it's an eighteen month wait, it's an eighteen month wait. I'll do it. Um, added by Jennifer. Not sure. I'm nervous about it. That got four votes. That's a fair response. A very. I think this is the same poll option, but just worded differently. Tim Murphy added this to the poll. Uh, mm-hmm. UGH. Mm-hmm. That got three votes. Mm, mm, so mm. seven votes around uh, speaking for not sure. Ugh, right. Um, Carmella added to the poll. It depends on how they take my temperature. Mm. So three votes there. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, two for never. Two for tenant. Two for when they have a decent movie out, which is what you said. And shockingly, no Disney heads here. Zero for Mulan. Uh, Mul- 
Nobody cares. Mulan ain't going to be bringing the people out despite Disney holding on to this release date. They might as well just kept on holding on to it uh, and wait for uh, the China market to open because I don't think China's open yet. Who knows? Maybe they will. Uh, in the comments below, Steve says when a good movie is released, Adam said, I'm going to the NZN this weekend. See? That's right, this weekend, starting today, actually. Yeah. NZN is open. Yep. Uh, and Hitchcock stuff, right? Hit- Hitchcock movies. Yep. Tonight they're showing Psycho. That's cool. That's cool. I've seen Psycho. Uh, Tim Murphy uh, espounds on Ugh with I really don't know. Larry says, I do my best to see matinees already because I hate crowds. Or probably a midday showing of a tenant the weekend it drops. Joe says, we had a reservation at SMG and they canceled on the last day they were open. We were fully comfortable with the social distance efforts they made and would go back in a second. So we'll chalk them up under ASAP. Josh says, I am ready for it. That's an ASAP. Trey, shout out to Trey. Sorry, Jones show cooking up comedy. Give me a 1999 digital theater pass per new release movie to stream out of my home, so we don't need them. Soft stance. So Trey just wants to eliminate the the theater going experience altogether. Well, then go buy yourself one of them digital projectors mm. and sign up for that fucking director's bullshit I, I, and <laughs> make sure you're making at least $100,000 a year because that's probably how much you're going to be paying. So I re I reread that article because I was talking about it with my parents about the Seth MacFarlane. He was the first person to get the at-home IMAX theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, that subscription service the box itself, I think it's a one-time fee of $35,000, but then every new release that weekend is uh, 500 bucks. 500 bucks a movie. Trey wants them for 20 bucks a pop. Trey, man, this, these pandemic prices got you <laughs> tripping, son. Um, oh, and then on Twitter, uh, we got a pretty decent... I put up the Twitter poll super late, uh, like yesterday, mm-hmm. but we still got a pretty decent response on it, so I'll go ahead and pull it... Let's see. We got something about... um, Here we go. 23 votes. I put up four options. ASAP is one. When I get a vaccine is two. Tenant is three. I'll wait a few months is four. And I'll wait a few months. Got the most votes. 43%. Almost half the respondents said they'll just go ahead and wait. Getting the least amount of votes. Tenant. (laughs) Opening weekend. Uh, 26% when they get a vaccine... 17% 17% did say ASAP, so uh, there are people willing to I mean, ASAP to go is back. Tenet. Yeah. Well, I mean, ASAP is... Regal Regal isn't open. Is AMC open by us? I actually don't even know what theaters besides the Enzine are open no. near us, right? No clue. We haven't no, been told no, anything yet. No clue whatsoever, so... Tenet is still f- f- four, six weeks away, I believe. Four to six weeks away? I just gotta find the closest theater that's playing it. And I will be there. And then we will. And then we'll be there. We got fair out of time. I'm thinking uh, I'll, I'll go to a 9 a.m. show. You know, I'll try and make it as easy as possible uh, to social I mean, distance. We, Chris, we we might have to drive out of town, depending. <laughs> well, well, no, they're predicting 90 percent of theaters. Um, like I drive area, that the furthest. I bet you. We'll see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five weeks away from Tenant opening weekend. We are T minus five weeks. What will happen first? Will I get to see Tenant first? Or will I have at home access to HBO Max? <laughs> it's a race to the bottom. Uh, Facebook group put up the poll. I put up, not the poll, but the question comment thread early. You can email us cinema crispy so gmail.com. No one did, but someone did leave us a comment. So Drew, take it away. It. 
I, I, I lost it. Oh, that's fine. It happens. It was pinned, and then I reloaded it, and it's not pinned anymore, and now i got to find it, and it might take a while, because, you know, Facebook's algorithm is not in, you know, order. So, thank you. Uh, Gabe's got a Space Force review. What up, Gabe? You don't know black music. Uh, I think I got a couple of episodes to go, but I'd give it a C. It is overly Ooh, we'll referential. See. We'll see how well that ages. And there are some ridiculous laugh-out-loud moments, but the tone is too Austin Powers to be grounded satirically. All right. That's a oh, very lukewarm take on a show that I have heard mostly pretty middling things about it. Uh, nothing about it has made me excited to check it out. Uh, we'll see. It's also a comedy. It's the first season. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times those shows really take a couple seasons to get their their uh, their, their feet are under them to figure out their true voice. You know, if you if you judge Seinfeld on its first season or news radio on its first season, you'd think these shows were terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, the two of my favorite shows ever. It's because they both found their way around season three, season four. Both of them really started banging them out. Um, thanks, Gabe. We appreciate it, buddy. It's a third air horn of the episode. That air horn is completely out of air. Uh, and that's it for already the, uh, the comment section. But that's fine. I have like so many stories here. Um, here we go. The opening story number one. Story number one. This is some uh, kind of a callback, a throwback to the Me Too, height of the Me Too movement. And one of my favorite segments in the history of the show, Drew. This week in rape culture? Oh, man. That was so much fun to mm. talk about the bullshit, the mm. bullshittery. Mm. Uh, people love to stay away. Oh, I'm so scared to talk about it. You got to talk about the shit. You got to talk about the shit. And here's some more shit. Um, there's a company, a production company called Cinestate. Okay. As in, like, cinema, cinestate, mm-hmm. uh, state, cinestate. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of shit has been unraveling across several platforms. So, um, to, to sum it up as best as possible, there is a film producer in Dallas, Texas, uh, okay. an indie film producer who has for years dealt with um, uh, sexual harassment allegations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's been known within the community as a sexual assaulter mm-hmm. and to the point where uh, women on sets will have to be like, yo, buddy system, don't uh, never be alone with this guy. Mm-hmm. And even then, he would still be all grabby in front of us. He was really brazen, this dude. Um, he was arrested in April in Texas for uh, uh, statutory rape, rape of a minor, mm-hmm. teenager, mm-hmm. teenage girl. Um Bad, bad stuff. Really gross stuff, right? So it, it finally all caught up to him. Uh, but then, now that it's come to head legally in this way, a bunch of people are like, to all the people who made movies with this dude, like we told you, like we've been saying this guy's bad news for years. Y'all been working with him. Not, not only hasn't he been able to continue working, but he's been enabled by this Cinestate company. Cinestate is a production company mm-hmm. that started in like 2017. Okay. Several years after this guy's been a known predator. Uh, Cinestate was started by, I think this dude is a libertarian. Okay. Uh, which already is. Like, boom, 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 boom. And uh, they were all about catering to the right wing mm-hmm. movie going audience. The whole, um, this is an underserved audience. And you know what? I'm fine with that too. I've actually said that Conservative action movies are better. Left wing mm-hmm. comedies are better, and they 
their three biggest movies are all made by the same guy, uh, uh, Craig Zoller, I think his name is. And he did Bone Tomahawk, uh, the Kurt Russell uh, Western, Kurt Russell himself, a libertarian. Um, Brawl, Brawl in Cell Block 99 with, okay. with Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. He's a right-wing Republican. And Dragged Across Concrete with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson, where Mel Gibson plays a racist cop. And... <laughs> There's a scene in that movie where the PD, the the chief, is sitting with Vaughn and Gibson, and he's like, "You can't do anything these days without someone uh, filming you on their cell phone and putting Dude. you on the internet." And we know it's bad out there for cops. It's very pro cop. Mm-hmm. All three of those movies deal with um, the white protagonist characters. Um, uh, their main thing is always protecting their family and protecting their home, and it's always against like the evil brown or black man. But they also he always hedges, and those characters always have friends that are the same ethnicity. So in Bone Tomahawk, Kurt Russell pals around with some uh, like native dudes, but he's like while they're slaughtering natives no, left and right. Yeah, but then later it's the, what the, what they're afraid of the, the the savages who live in the mountains mm-hmm. or whatever the hill people, and it's like you know they're they're not even like you guys are fine, but those people they're animals. They're not even real humans. Um, in uh, Cell Block 99, Braun, whatever, uh, Vince Vaughn's character is like, don't send a Mexican to do a, a white man's job, mm-hmm. but he still like works with them in mm-hmm. prison. Um, in this one, one of the storylines you follow, Dragon Cross Concrete, is like a, a couple of black dudes, and, and they're, um, I think they are criminals, but it, it, you are meant to sympathize with them, so you do have that angle, but then at the same time, it's a movie where you're supposed to uh, side with Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Oof, man. But is there a market for that stuff? Absolutely. Is there a place for it? Sure. It can exist. It's a market of free thoughts and free ideas. We can debate it. That's the whole point. They can make it and I can shit on it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and then and, they can, and and then then, can tell me to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And, and then just, we'll, you know, we'll just hope to God that, you know, the rest of the world sees it for what it is and it doesn't make and it doesn't, million dollars. And it doesn't radicalize <laughs> anyone or people don't see it like, this is the way it is. I side with Mel Gibson's character. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, it will get to some people. Uh, and that's fine. But Cinestate, now they're under fire for hiring this dude who is now uh, arrested for uh, child rape, essentially, rape of a minor. And they're like, we told you, we have evidence of telling you that this guy was bad news, and you told us to fucking shut up, and who cares? And uh, you enabled him, uh, so they... Uh, are the owners of like a bunch of websites. Um, they started one called Rebeller, which is a right wing shit posting movie based website. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all entertainment based, but it's also meant to like stoke right wing stuff. Um, but they also own Fangoria and uh, Birth Movies Death mm-hmm. and all these other just like normal, yeah. normal companies normal sites so they all had to put out like statements but like we gotta distance ourselves from this company we don't know what's going on it, it's been a fucking huge gross fuckeroo mm-hmm. um and it's again it's it's, it's hollywood being hollywood even the yeah. indie parts of hollywood and, yeah. and the people trying to operate on the fringes like that still fucking around with sexual misconduct and uh and bad mojo mm-hmm. it's crazy so we should make more right wing movies. I think there's this company's about to go under. There's gonna be a hole here, Drew. For <laughs> I mean, we we do live in Florida. We live in Florida. Uh, th- that that could be one way to bring the Florida movie scene back. Let's talk about the real Florida, and we'll do uh, about like uh, well, heroic depictions of KKK people meeting in in the Ocala forest, mm-hmm. and and uh, like we're gonna take back our city, and they go to, like downtown Lakeland, mm-hmm. and, wow. and, and, and we, we can talk about all we all talk about the Florida Crackers and how they got their name, the, the real Florida Crackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
We'll reclaim we'll, Cracker. We'll, we're taking Cracker back, Chris. We're, we're taking Cracker back. We're taking back the C word. Cunt? No. <laughs> Don't you dare say that around me. I'm a good Christian man. Oh, yeah. All these movies at have le- to be Christian, too. At, at least not in America. If you're in England, you can say cunt all you want. Our, <laughs> our UK releases of the movie, we'll insert cunt. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we have yeah, to. Yeah, so it makes more sense to them. Like, oh, no, no one is saying what they're saying, mate. I want to say what they're saying. Cunt. Oh, no, I get it. Um, yeah, all, all movies also have to be Christian. Uh, I'm not sure if I can do that. They go hand in hand, man. Evangelical, Southern Evangelical Christianity, Southern Baptist Christianity, and white supremacy all goes hand in hand. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, The uh, the KKK weren't burning crescent moons. (laughs) Uh, No, they totally should have, though. They weren't burning menorahs, all right? (laughs) They were burning that fucking cross. I mean, I'm sure they did burn some menorah. Not in the way you think, but... Yeah, no, that's... That, that was more of a overall burning. <laughs> That's more of a, I think they call it a pogrom. <laughs> As opposed to burning an effigy. Uh, yeah. So I just saw an effigy. Like, man, they still do effigies. I just saw that on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> but I can't recall. Was that like, was it an effigy of a cop or an official or a left-wing guy? Who knows? It's just gross. It's kind of gross no matter who's doing it. Whatever the political bent is. When you make a uh, depiction of a person and then beat it with sticks and set it on fire, it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. this is ugly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is ugly. Even if I saw one of Donald Trump that happened, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really too into. How about we just um, legally? Can we just bring out that? Ju- <laughs> Can we just vote him out of fu- office and that, then imprison him legally? That funny orange balloon. Can we just bring that back? Because that was great. Yeah, the balloon's <laughs> fine. The balloon's fine. It's cute. <laughs> I don't like the nude statue. Because oh. just because while well, it's gross looking, but also uh, it's also a body shaming thing. And even though he's a big old gross, disgusting orange barfo <laughs> diaper wearing, uh, two Big Mac a day, two scoops of ice cream a night, uh, three types of cholesterol medicine, fuckhead. Uh, we ain't gotta make fun of his body like that. <laughs> but you know, might as well. I mean, while we're at it, while we're at it. Uh, okay, I have a whole bunch of stories here, and they're in all sorts of orders because I collect them chronologically. So we're going to do some whiplash in here back and forth. But uh, Josh Trank dropped some Fantastic Four tidbits here. Okay. Apparently, enough time has passed where he's really free and be like, I'm going to talk about whatever. Which means we got to get uh, Nicole back in here. Yeah, because if, if, if he's talking, then she can talk. Like, yo, Fantastic Car <laughs> details. Let's, now. Let's hear them. They don't give a fuck, so neither should you. Uh, he said that he, as we recall uh, uh, from our all collective single viewing of that movie, Michael B. Jordan was Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Blaze. Mm-hmm. He wanted to cast um, a black actress for Sue. He wanted both characters, the brother and sister, to both be black. I'm totally okay with that. And the studio was like, no, you can have a black Johnny, but you can't have a black Sue. And uh, went with uh, the Mara, Kate Mara casting. Yeah. So that's just indicative. It's a small story, but it's indicative of the how much control the studio wanted to have on the movie itself. And instead of letting Josh Trank make his Fantastic Four movie, uh, they were like, no, you are making our movie. And then in the middle, things got all fucked up. Mm-hmm. If they just let him make his movie, it might not have been great. But it would have been better than what we got. I mean, it would have been on par with the goddamn Tim Story Fantastic Four movies. In comparison, it's like, at least those were like colorful. Give me a little bit of orange and green. So these gray things are giving me. Um, 
in case you haven't noticed in the news the last few weeks, there's some, some uppityness about cops and how bad they are. And, you know, I don't, people need to give the cops some slack. And um, speaking of cops, did you know Cops was canceled in 2013? It was. And then it was brought back. It was canceled on Fox. I mean, I stopped watching uh, I Cops that. so long ago. I watching that shit when I was like 20 in college. Um... It was canceled in 2013. Look, it just got canceled again, Chris. It got canceled again because Spike picked it up after Fox dropped it. Spike became Paramount. They were just about to debut season 33 of this fucking show, uh, and it got canceled. They also canceled uh, Live PD. They canceled Live PD. Live PD, they had like a 400-episode series order canceled um, because ain't no one wants to see a fucking show about... Well, except for cops. Ain't no one wants to see a show about cops... Uh, enforcing their will on the people, and I've like I watched Live PD for uh, a few episodes, and I got it. I get the excitement of it, mm-hmm. but uh, it's still just like Cops. Uh, both shows are totally gross in how they uh, normalize that type of behavior. Um, I found out very recently that, but this makes sense. On Cops, they gave the police departments uh, essentially final cut mm-hmm. and let them say what could be included, what couldn't, so they couldn't show them negatively. Mm. Negatively. You know who it could show negatively on cops all the time? Black people, brown people, constantly. Um, poor white people. Poor white. Oh, poor whites, dude. Poor people. <laughs> Just poor people. The impoverished, the impoverished, yeah. the people that are down and out and struggling and and doing what they can. Those are the ones that then these fucking producers on both this and live PD turn them into our entertainment. And they don't get paid a dime. No. The opposite. They, they put into the system yeah. that then fucks them mm-hmm. even more beyond what we see on the TV screen. Those shows are bad. They're bad for culture and America and society at large. And they've uh, they've had their time. It's over for them. The producers of Live PD did put out a statement where like, we're going to be back. We're going to find a way, blah, blah. And they probably will. Mm-hmm. They'll end up on like Fox News figure, or OAN. They'll figure a way to do it. Someone will. Because there is a market for that bullshit still. Uh, but if we can make it harder for them, that's good. Yeah, that's, I mean, it'll, pro- it'll probably just go regional. It'll, it'll be a hidden Oklahoma. Exactly. Yeah. Can't You can't see cops in New York City. Mm-mm. Uh, Evil Dead update. So we have... Uh, this run through. We got Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. We got Evil Dead 2. Yep. We got Army of Darkness. Yep. We got Ash vs. Evil Dead on Stars. Yep. It's, it's two or three seasons of it. I think three seasons. Um, and then, the Evil Dead remake. Ugh. Which was just, a, this is a gross movie. Yeah. It's, it's, Tree, tree Rape was supposed to be funny, not scary. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then even then, it was like, ugh, gross. Uh, and, and it's like, the, the Evil Dead movies are fun. And it's like, yeah, but what if we did it without the fun? Uh, no. Oh. No, if, if, if there's no Bruce Campbell yelling boomstick, I'm not interested. Okay, well, uh, Bruce Campbell, after Ash vs. Evil Dead, he said, I'm officially retiring from playing Ash. Okay. Um, either recasted or new characters, but me as Ash, done. Too old. Um, so let's recast him. So, well, that's the thing. Uh, first, they did the remake, which uh, is just different group of kids finding the, the, the book in the cabin, right? Um, but then all the same story beats. The Now, they just announced, Bruce Campbell still on these things as a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, Evil Dead Now. Here's a quote. 
We're just getting off the phone with Lee Cronin, who is writing and directing the next Evil Dead. It's called Evil Dead Now. Sam, Sam Raimi, handpicked Lee. He did a cool movie called The Hole in the Ground. We're going to get that sucker out as soon as practical. Um, according to this article, last year's The Hole in the Ground follows a young woman who suspects her son's disturbing behavior with a mysterious sinkhole. Ooh. That sounds fun. I'm going to seek that out. It's probably like a Shutter exclusive. And uh, he confirmed no Ash. They're going to do a new character. They'll probably try to go uh, female again for a lead. Um, they're all about just trying to diversify mm-hmm. uh, the world of Evil Dead so that it can still have the same... You know, what do you expect from an Evil Dead movie? Deadites. Deadites, campiness. Uh, the book. Action. Right, the Necronomicon. Yeah, and, 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 a and, health, that, and a healthy mixture of action and comedy. Yeah, action, comedy, and uh, uh, blood gore thing is getting cut off in some yeah. ways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just do all those things. Yeah, funny blood, not real blood. Funny blood, yeah, come on. Like, I, I, I want Tarantino blood, not uh, not uh, Eli Roth blood. Not Yeah, don't give, me, <laughs> don't give me this torture porn shit. I'm here for a good time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. It's taking too long to cut this uh, flesh off your face. It was like, and it's like, the sounds like, come on, guys, this is disgusting. No, 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 just, just rip his face right off and yeah. then have the face blink at me so I can <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah, and then his mouth opens, yeah. and he goes, Exactly. Yeah. It's like imagine if you rip Pee Wee Herman's face off her back. Yes. It's like Aah! Yes. That's what I want. <laughs> that's a movie. <laughs> um Will theaters be open for tenant? One head honcho says yes. That's that's it. That's your right. We're talking enough about that actually. So I can skip that article. Um Spider Man into the Spider Verse two has begun production. Yes. It is happening. It's yes. coming out October 2022. Yes. Uh, so I'm very excited for an expirus. Will it be as fucking, like, transcendent as the first one? No. Probably not, no. Like, I don't even know. I think the first one was based on pre-existing material. I don't know what <clears> they're doing with this one. Who knows? It could be good. Lightning in the bottle twice, maybe. But, I mean, I'm, I'm expected to be good. But I don't expect it. To, but maybe that's a thing too. Expectations. Well, uh, we we know we know Lord Miller can crank out a good sequel. Absolutely. Every once in a while, they can even put out an equal sequel. Sure. So. Sure, sure, sure. We'll see. I see what you're saying. I'm expecting at least equal, and I'll be fine with that. But that's the thing. Expectations. First time around, I was like, "How good can this be?" Oh my fucking god! <laughs> what did they do? What is? I like Spider Man again. Um, they put out a trailer separately of uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, the new video game that's coming out this the, October. The the new expansion for the already the new expansion Spider-Man. for the already because obviously I know that's how yeah. little I know now about video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks looks awesome. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fun. And then if you go online, there's plenty of comments from people who are like. Uh, they're only doing this because of like the the George Floyd stuff and except, the Black Lives Matter. A, a, except that it takes probably over a year to do it. So they've been working on it for a year already. <laughs> for a year. So and, I mean, Miles Morales has been around for what a decade, fifteen years. He's been around something for a while. like that now. Yeah, Miles Morales has been around for a while. People are terrible. People are yeah, terrible. No, I mean, I saw the uh, I watched the whole PlayStation Five reveal that came out yesterday. Oh yeah, that's part of it. I saw the images of the the PlayStation, the upright thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, not that great looking. 
I mean, aesthetically. No, aesthetically it they've doesn't. Done, but they've done, they've done better before. But the games look amazing. Oh yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, Matt Reeves, Batman, mm-hmm. the Batman, mm-hmm. the Batman with Robert Pattinson, established for sure. Paul Dano, Riddler, Colin Farrell, Penguin, uh, and uh, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. All right, and John Turturro, uh, Falcone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Something Falcone. Mm-hmm. He's getting a trilogy. Matt Reeves, right? They always make these movies in trilogies now. So while those are villains for this first movie, he says, starting with this, well, rumored, starting with this movie, they will be dropping the, the hints and the seeds and establishing the bringing back of Joker for the Batman sequels. Okay. So uh, now that the speculation begin on the internet for who the next Joker will be, uh, obviously it's not going to be Joaquin Phoenix and it's not going to be Jared Leto. I mean, seriously, as much as I love the Joker and he's a great Batman villain, can mm-hmm. we just stay away from him for a fucking couple of franchises, please? Maybe even uh, save him, I guess, for the third one of this franchise. I want goddamn. Give me Clayface already. Give me some goddamn. Give me Clayface. anything else. Uh, man Bat, Man Bat, uh, uh, appearance would be interesting. <laughs> man, man, man Bat would be great. I mean, there are there are so many options in the Batverse. Uh, unless you want to do something like cast uh, Aubrey Plaza as the Joker. <laughs> Okay. All right. In which case, all right, then then I'm in. Okay. Like, really reimagine the character yeah. in, in an interesting way. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what Matt Reeves wants to do. Uh, this casting is already interesting enough. Dano, Farrell, and uh, Kravitz. That's a pretty interesting trio there. Um, Spike Lee explains how Hollywood can fix some of its problems and help better support black filmmakers. And it's actually very simple. The simple solution, Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's this quote. We need to have black and brown people in those lofty positions of the gatekeepers. Yeah. These are the people who have the green light votes. And very rarely do any of these studios have people of color in a position where they have a say in what gets made and what doesn't get made. I've been saying this for years, and that has not happened yet. Uh, separately, someone else put out um, a breakdown, and it was like... 90% of those positions are filled by uh, by white people, mm-hmm. largely male, mm-hmm. uh, very few people of color in, in those roles. Uh, and yeah, it's that's wrong with the Oscars So White. Like, Oscars So White emphasizes the problem of how come these nominees are all so white. Well, it's because the product is so white. Well, why is the product so white? Because the people who are giving people money to make movies yes. want a specific thing. The people who are deciding what gets made want the white stuff. Uh, that's why your nominees at the end reflect that. So people are pointing at the Oscars as if that was the problem, but that was just uh, a symptom of the larger problem, of the actual problem. Uh, fixing the gatekeepers is one thing. Here's another one. Michael B. Jordan uh, went to a rally. Uh, and what was his... Uh, where, where is the challenge to commit to black hiring? Black content led by black executives, black consultants. Are you policing our storytelling as well? Let us bring our darkness to the light. Uh, he mentions... Where is it? Black culture, sneakers, sports, comedic culture that you guys love so much. We've dealt with discrimination at every turn. Can you help fund black brands, companies, cultural leaders, and black organizations? So... It is absurd how, like, like hip-hop 
easiest example of, yeah. of being so co-opted over the years mm-hmm. and, and so much money made by so many companies mm-hmm. uh mostly white people mostly white people and and uh you, you know, the, the black culture gets taken mm-hmm. they're vilified for it mm-hmm. and then white people are lauded for the exact same thing mm-hmm. black people twerking bad Miley Cyrus does it fine vmas get on stage mm-hmm. go sing with robin thick that song that he got sued and lost for for stealing mm-hmm. from a black man mm-hmm mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From a black man, uh, where, my article disappeared. Um, so uh, these are very, very easy suggestions that they're saying. Uh, that's the thing, easy to say, but then to get people to actually do it. That's uh, who was uh, was it? Red- was it Reddit? Someone from Reddit stepped down from the board, uh, and he was like, "I'm stepping down," and and. I can't do anything about it, but I strongly suggest I want my position filled by a black executive. We need to diversify. It wasn't this board. It was something else, but what, yeah. What was it? Yeah, you're right. It was one of those tech yeah. companies, though. Mm. Mm. Anyway, yeah, that's what white people need to uh, take your money and just go home, relax. You got you got all the money. Yeah, plenty of money. Just go and relax, retire, be happy. <clears throat> um. So expect for a while HBO Max users for DC movies like Justice League and the Batman movies to come and go. Even though it's all Warner Brothers, they have these they movies that, deals. They have deals that are existing for several years. So, so um, just be oh, just be aware of that. That's all. Have you seen Searching yet? The John Cho movie. <clears throat> the it, these are called they're calling these screen life movies. The movies that all take place on, on the on a computer screen. Mm. Okay. Uh, have you seen any movie like that? No, I mean I've heard of them and I've seen yeah. the previews for them, but I've never yeah. watched them. No, uh, the only one I unfriended shit yes, like that. Exactly, no. unfriended. Uh, I think they, they made a sequel to that. There's um, searching is the most well reviewed one, and that's the only one I've actually seen. Um, I saw it in a theater and it was great. I highly recommend people watch it. And um, what's another one? Oh, there was a the Elijah Wood did one. With uh, I think that one was directed by Nacho Vigalando, the guy who did Time Crimes and uh, and Colossal. Uh, Tamir Bekmambetov, the guy who did uh, Night Watch, Day Watch, mm-hmm. uh, Wanted, Nocturnal Dozer. Yes, Nocturnal Dozer. Uh, Abraham Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Lincoln, yeah. His his filmography is crazy. He produced Hardcore Henry. Henry. He apparently is a producer on. The unfriended movies and searching and all that like he is behind a lot of these okay. screen life movies and he has an idea to make wanted to one of these movies okay isn't that fucking ridiculous okay uh and his quote makes sense when he breaks it down uh i cannot imagine an assassin in today's world would run with a gun why he will use drones he'll use computer technology you don't need to bend bullets anymore you need to bend ideas Okay. Bent some ideas. I, I'd see a fucking... Let's see how that works. I'd see a weird-ass, like, s- locked on a desktop screen or laptop screen, uh, wanted to. Which is an assassin movie, essentially. I'm okay with that. Uh, I was shocked that to, to read that he was behind all those movies. Uh, it's interesting. Um, Percy Jackson. Those movies. Mm-hmm. You, didn't, you didn't see him, right? You never saw him. I saw... The, I think I saw the first one. You saw the first one? The writer of the books... Rick Reardon, apparently not a fan of the movies. No, the movies aren't that good. Uh, he said... What was he? Here we go. Here's his tweet. Oh, because someone 
tweeted about tweeted at him about something being censored on Disney Plus, like there's mm-hmm. something missing from the movie, and he goes, "I don't know, but clearly it's a mistake. They should censor the entire thing, just two hours of blank screen." Damn, I'm okay with that. Damn, son, that's a. Uh... Oh, and then he emphasizes. To you guys, it's a couple hours of entertainment. To me, it's my life's work going through a meat grinder when I play with him not to do it. So yeah, but it's fine, all fine. We're going to fix it soon. So he is apparently very pumped for the um, the Disney Plus series that they're making. Yeah. Uh, so for him to be so openly like, fuck that movie. and like, But the series is going to be good. I just imagine he wouldn't be, but maybe it's like a... <clears throat> Uh, a Stephen King thing where every Stephen King movie about to come out he's like I, I've seen I've seen it ahead of time it's fantastic and the movie comes out it sucks and he's like yeah well we knew this was a problem that was a problem <laughs> I, yeah I knew it was wrong please watch my shit yeah this this Sarasota Winter House is uh, the property taxes are brutal guys come on please go see It 3 It Chapter 3 Karen Kusama, who made Destroyer and The Invitation, is making Bloomhouse's Dracula movie, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. And when asked about her take on Dracula, she pointed out something that no one has actually done in a Dracula movie. Okay. And it's one of the most faithful things you could do to adapt the original book. Uh, which I've never, I've never read the book, so I wouldn't be Me able either. to tell you this. Um, this is her. I think something that gets overlooked in the adaptations of Dracula is the of multiple voices. In fact, the book is filled with different points of view, and the one point of view... We, oh, of course I clicked on that. The one point of view we don't get access to is Dracula himself. So I'll just say in some respect, this is going to be an adaptation called Dracula, but it's perhaps not the same kind of romantic hero that we've seen in the past, in past interpretations of Dracula. So basically just imagine Dracula being a... A side character in his own movie. side character in his own movie. The, the monster character. He's like Jaws. Jaws is out there. It's driving the whole film, but you don't see him that much until the end. Uh, it's interesting because, yeah. Even I'm okay Bra- with that. Even Francis Ford Coppola's Bram, Sto- Bram Stoker's... Man, that's hard to say. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, turns him into the romantic hero. Uh, you know, and he's all about reuniting with his, his old dead love. And it's Winona Ryder's, uh, like, reincarnated character and all that shit. And apparently they're going to drop that. It's like, no, he's a... He's a monster. He's a, he's a, blood, he's a blood sucking vampire. He's a gross blood sucking vampire monster. And we don't know what he's thinking. Uh, you hear about the, the Space Force, Netflix Space Force, speaking of Space Force, getting the trademark to Space Force. Before the United States Space Force had a chance to. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see if that actually becomes anything. It could be funny. It could be. It could result in some it funny stuff. It could be really hilarious. Yeah, they'd have to like rebrand Space Force. It'd be, oh, it, it could be so funny. We came up with a better name. It could be so fun. It was a bad name anyway. Uh, Event Horizon Blu-ray coming to uh, to home. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Uh, coming soon to the, to the market by Scream Factory. They do a lot of uh, curations and stuff. Mm-hmm. They put out a message. They are asking for help to try to find any and all um unused or cut scenes from the original Event Horizon that got test screened before Fox made Paul W.S. Anderson cut a bunch of shit out. Because it was too gnarly. Yeah, I was like, this shit is too scary. You're freaking people out too much. You gotta cut stuff out. So now they're on the hunt looking for stuff to restore uh, to put on their Blu-ray. Interesting. So, um, who knows, Drew? One day, I may I mean, find d- myself the owner of a fucking Paul W.S. Anderson movie on Blu-ray. I mean, I'm just... I mean, 
just like having it on DVD and being able to pause to look at the monitors in the background will fucking mm. destroy your life for eons. To so do some scene by scene stuff. Yeah, they probably add a lot of that stuff. Because that shit is gnarly. Yeah, some real Cenobite heathen shit. Um, did you play The Last of Us? Was that a PlayStation only game? Was what? Was The Last of Us a PlayStation only game? Yes. Uh, without it's being made into an HBO show. Didn't get a chance to play. They come out with a, uh, the second one too, Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. So in time for that, the guy who did Chernobyl is directing the pilot for The Last of Us, and the guy who wrote Chernobyl, Craig Mazin, is writing the show. I mean, it's gonna be a, 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 if it's anything like the game, it's gonna all be about the atmosphere and then the effects of the. Of the zombies. zombies people. So, uh... Because it's, it's loosely based on the, uh... The zombie fungus that that ants do, yeah. where, like, it infects them, makes them go up. So, imagine if that was just with humans. Yeah, uh, that was... That's the... What are they called? The spore? What are they called in Halo? Something like that. Uh, and they were, like, crazy growth monsters mm-hmm. that ran at you, and then he shot them, and they... Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I hate those things so much. Um... Well, yeah, just like you said, it's about a Joel Harden survivor who uh, is hired to smoke a 14-year-old girl out of the quarantine zone. Came out in 2013. And the guy who did uh, 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 Chernobyl was already working on TV before that. He did episodes of Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, Vikings, Bates Motel, Bloodline, and Halt and Catch Fire. So it could be good. It's in good hands. Um, let's see, here we go. Let's uh, wrap things up here with the last few stories real quick. Uh, HBO Max, who was I think it was Stephen... No, it was John Ridley, the guy who wrote 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. He petitioned <clears throat> HBO to pull down Gone with the Wind. He's like, fuck this racist piece of shit. And Take it, it down. So HBO took it down. But uh, they suspended it. They're going to put it back up with like a disclaimer about... Um, Sign of the Times, blah, 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 blah. Old, old depictions that people could find offensive today. Uh Similar things, I think, are being done with, like, Looney Tunes and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, you know, we're not trying to erase these things, but they do have to have no. added context to that. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's just like those old uh, World War II propaganda videos, mm-hmm. you know? We shouldn't get rid of them, but we should put them in the context that they are and why, yeah. why they're made, what was the response they were trying to get from their audience, why it's good or bad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, meanwhile, uh, a bunch of people who love that damn movie freaked out about it being apparently being unable to see it forever. Uh, but again, the same reason why I mentioned earlier about being glad I have movies on DVD. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people bought that shit on DVD and Blu-ray. Good for uh, them. It jumped up on the Amazon like bestseller list uh, shortly after that news it's broke. All, it's the whole casual racism thing. They're just like, oh, no. I, I, mean, I mean, yes, there are slaves and this, that, the other. But I'm not paying attention to that. I care about the love story about the two white people. Everything else is just ancillary. Everything, the burning of Atlanta. Why, why did Atlanta burn? We don't I care. don't know. Uh, Bessie the cow kicked over a lantern in a barn or something, I think. will happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just know that she won't ever be hungry again. Why won't she, Why is she afraid about being hungry again? I don't know. Her workers left. <laughs> why did they leave? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped giving a damn, so I stopped giving a damn, too. Frankly, I don't give a damn. Um... Godzilla versus King Kong took a big step forward in post-production secured themselves a composer that composer being Junkie XL Ooh. so expect a lot of I'm okay with that it should be good 
Um, when a giant lizard is fighting a giant monkey, there better be some. <laughs> Likely to never ever happen. Specifically, why? Here we go. Uh, Cavill will play Superman a few more times, and like he'll pop up in Shazam. He'll be in like Wonder Roman three or some shit. He'll he'll will continue to be Superman in small things. But when Warner Brothers is ready to make a stand up like a standalone Superman movie. They got a guy in the wings, ready to go, ready to make this thing. A guy interested in doing it. A guy with a track record of just like him or not like him, making huge successful franchise movies. That man almost made a Superman movie back in 2003, 2006. And then his script leaked on the internet and caused such an uproar amongst the nerds that Warner Brothers canceled it. That the internet used to be a little more powerful actually mm-hmm. back in the day in some weird ways. Um, that fucking nerdo who's getting a second chance to make a goddamn Superman movie is J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams' Superman movie will be coming eventually. Eventually. Make, makes sense. He has a long standing relationship with Warner Brothers. I get it. Bad robots set up there on the lot. I get it. Um, he almost made it back in the day. He's going to get another chance. But here's why Henry Cavill's days are numbered. J.J. Abrams, if he's going to get do his Superman, he's going to want to pick his Superman. Yeah. Uh, Nothing against Henry Cavill, but, you know, J.J.'s going to have his own ideas for what he wants, mm-hmm. and he's going to cast his own, uh, uh, maybe a Jewish guy. Who knows? I'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Have we actually I actually ever had a Jewish Superman? I, I don't think so. Chris Reeve. What about Brad Ooh, maybe. Possible. Yeah, maybe Brian Singer is the one. Oh, gross. <laughs> Singer is the one who gave us our Jewish immigrant Superman as he was originally written. I mean, you know. You know what I mean. I mean, yeah. You, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, final story. This is a fucking uh, breaking, breaking almost. Uh, not as breaking as the David Fincher movie come out in October breaking, but uh, story posted nine hours ago came out last night as of the, this release a few days ago. Dave Chappelle dropped a brand new comedy special. Oh. You see about you hear about that? No, that's what happens when you're not on the internet all no. the time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling you now, this is something for you to watch later. Uh, and it's on it's a Netflix special but it's on YouTube for okay. free so it's out there for everyone okay and it's called 846 or 8 minutes and 46 seconds that's the amount of time that uh, George Floyd that, yeah, mm-hmm. that fucking pig cop was on his neck uh, Dave Chappelle also pointed out that on his birth certificate that's the time of day he was born hmm. uh, and he, he he just did this he, he talks about Floyd it's all about race in America and shit like that but like his most recent thoughts it was filmed today is the 12th this was filmed on June 6th it was filmed last week six mm-hmm. days ago it's already out mm-hmm. um, he filmed in Yellow Springs, Ohio uh, in a comedy club with attendees but they were wearing face masks and they did mm-hmm. temperature checks and did all the social distancing stuff um, and I'm, I'm not going to read any jokes. People just watch it. It's uh, 27 minutes. It's a 27 minute special. And it comes with a disclaimer from Dave. Normally, I wouldn't show you something so unrefined. I hope you understand. So, you know, it's not like he's had a lot of time to, to work on this. I mean, in, in the immortal words of Dave Chappelle, the racism's killing me on the inside. It's killing me on the inside. We're not. <laughs> now it's killing him on the outside. I mean, he's been killing yeah. it with the racism jokes for fucking 20 years. He's, so he is he has always been like light years ahead of everyone else of the public discourse on racism. Yeah. Uh, he's still freshly behind on trans rights. Yep. But you know what? No one's perfect. Yeah. 
kill your masters. Um, Matt Fernandez, who uh, I met doing Doug Loves Movies, this is it, I'm in an episode here. He uh, posted about how he got to do a, a few shows, I think it was in Tampa last year, with Dave headlining, and, and he got to be one of the, uh, the features. No. And he said the best part of doing all those shows, his favorite memory, was hanging out backstage uh, with Dave being totally relaxed and him just talking to like the workers, security guards, and other comics, just about day-to-day Thanks. life shit. And he said the Dave Chappelle that's on stage in this special felt like that Dave Chappelle and like that was the best stuff of the whole weekend. That was the best stuff. And he said that Dave, even when he was like off, he was on. Yeah. That's epic guy. Uh, so I got you. I'm gonna check that out at some point this week. I mean, yeah, definitely. And uh, so that's it. That's our episode. We did it, Drew. Two. 88 plus 100 is 388. I fixed that sentence at the last second. Good job, dude. Uh, it's not like you haven't done that 387 times before. Uh, you know what? I haven't done that. That was actually my first time saying this is episode 388. And then I'll never get to say it again. Next week, it's 389. I can practice. I'll practice. Welcome to episode 389. Welcome to episode 389. Okay, next week, I'm going to fucking kill that intro. It's going to be so good. Um, thank you, Drew. You're welcome, Chris. Uh, and listeners, you are welcome for this week's episode. Uh, sign up at patreon.com slash so for the good stuff. And we'll be back next week with episode 285. I fucked it up. A PFT Media Production.